Hello, this is episode 344 of the Global Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Riley. So I think I've taken all the sand from under my chair. If sometimes you can hear this odd, like, sort of clicking noise in the background, that's ironically what it is. It's particles of sand under my sort of kneeling rocking chair. The kind of grates. It's, and I listen to it every time and I go, oh, I didn't take that out. And it's impossible to edit out. So this is going to be quite a... Uh, a general podcast for me. Normally, like I go into a lot of specifics, and a little bit like the last episode. Again, the reason I'm I'm going to keep it a bit more general is because a lot of the details are being shared on my Patreon at the moment. I'm sharing a book that I've been writing. I've kind of flippantly in my head called it the women's book, which obviously means I'm not writing it for women. But there has been so much taking place on the planets. And I found myself last week kind of waking at key times in the middle of the night for various announcements that really demonstrated the best of toxic masculinity in the world, but also the best of toxic femininity as well. And it's like as if there's the penultimate battle taking place at the moment. And I started to think about that a little bit more, like there's a lot rolled into the conversation there's almost triangles for for both conversations and actually social media and the media are are playing a big role in that and interestingly i see that, that ultimately social media we think it has a lot more impact than it does it's a voice that we a noise that we don't really listen to the media tends to dictate our conditioning far more than social media does. And I might explore that conversation again further. But we think a lot more is taking place on social media than really is, in fact. It's a kind of a a window into certain views or certain worlds. But the mainstream media really dictates how we treat people and how we form our opinions and what groups we fall into and our worldview much more profoundly than social media ever does. And there are many things happening in the world at the moment that people are commenting at this point on social media and saying, well, why aren't we seeing this in the mainstream media? And so that's an interesting conversation. It's interesting that people are now taking to social media to ask why mainstream media. You know, it's an absolute miracle that in the last two weeks in particular, that I've managed to record anything successfully. It's like the universe just creates and manifests chaos. And like when I thought about last week and I thought, I actually recorded a video and I recorded two podcasts. That was only last week, wasn't it? I managed to do that. So there's a bit of a hiatus here as we get back into this. So yes, there's something quite profound happening at the moment in that People are now ironically taking to social media to comment about the fact that the mass media is not commenting on big world events such as Iran and the implications of what's taking place there. They're starting to really question on social media how certain news stories have been covered, the impacts of the PR conversation in terms of what is published, what slant it's given, and so on. 
And so there's a sort of a, a recognition almost of the limitations of social media and the really important role that the media plays. And there's been a conversation taking place sort of over and over. I've seen a theme, certainly in the last six months, in the double standards in how women in positions are presented by the mass media and how they're criticized and what is acceptable for their male colleagues to get away with and the sort of double standards present in how we scrutinize women and the language that we use to judge them. And for me, like this is the penultimate battle taking place at the moment between masculine and feminine energies. And this is the backdrop to COP taking place, to a lack of female presence in terms of the world leaders that are present at that conference, in the distribution of those across countries that are really suffering the impacts of climate change, in terms of the conversation between the so-called developed world and their impact on the climate, which in a way can be seen as a very destructive masculine energy. It's a very, our perceptions of success are a very masculine way of moving in the world that's not particularly healthy. And so I have spent over a year, which is a long time for me, to be picking away at a piece of writing which is talking about the role of the feminine and the role of them being in a, in a more nurturing space. And if we wish to save the planet and we wish to really have a big conversation on climate change, those are the roles that we need to address. Those are the energies that we need to look at. And in a way, what's taking place on the world stage on so many fronts at the moment is a demonstration of all of that dysfunction whether we're talking about it in the context of Hollywood or we're talking about it in the context of a political arena or whether we're talking about it in terms of a regime and how it treats its people. And, and, that's, and that's huge. And in a way, all of those demonstrations of negative energy are ultimately just sort of noise. Like the undercurrents that we need to address and that we need to get right if we really wish to save the planet and we really wish to, to take on the conversation properly of climate change. And I think it's quite striking that we have a woman, Mary Robinson, who's the head of the elders. And I, I spoke about this on my Patreon only last week. And the, and the impacts of that for me and more of the backstory. But these are huge conversations that are taking place and they're not really taking place. They're like a huge dysfunctional noise in the world that everyone's reacting to so they don't really have the conversation they need to have. So they don't really look at the energies. So they don't really look at how people have been moving, both in terms of the worst of the masculine energy and the worst of the feminine energy. And both are wrong. Like I saw a very fitting comment last week that summed it up that can be the, the negativity of feminism 
And somebody said something like along the line that I'm paraphrasing here. The definition of a feminist is, is, you know, they're always right, even when they're not. And that's a really negative connotation. And it takes away all of the possibility of sisterhood and support and very functioning feminine structures that have worked very successfully for millennia on many lands. So it is possible for both sides to be toxic and to behave in a dysfunctional and negative way. Neither has been the best of themselves. And we haven't even thought about integrating those energies successfully within ourselves. And ultimately what I would say of all of the people that are, that are you know, personally in my world is that they do have that balance of energies and they do have that awareness. And they have the awareness when the balance tips as well. And they have their awareness sometimes in the smallness of the, the needs that they suddenly demand from others the needs that they feel that should be fulfilled by the opposite energy, the energy that they they perceive to be outside of themselves. And, And that is, you know, the penultimate growth moment. But that's not what we're seeing on the world stage anywhere at the moment. And so I think it's it's I think in some ways it's fantastic at the moment that we are beginning to perceive the limitations of social media. We don't see it as something that that necessarily changes conditioning. There are many shift points in the world at the moment. There are many higher expectations from many individuals. And that can only be good. But we have to be careful not to just become distracted by the toxic behaviours that are taking place in the world stage from every angle. We, we have to seek the truth below that. We have to seek the balance below it. Because if we don't, we aren't going to manage to do the really big, harmonious things that we need to be doing right now. Especially as we move towards this week of there being 8 billion people on the planet and starting to even think about how we might have that conversation with a healthy mindset because we've never had a conversation on population dynamics within a healthy way. And there's probably an entire podcast brewing in me on that as well. We have never had that conversation on any lands in this world in a healthy way. And somehow we're going to have to now. Because we really can't get beyond this point without huge implications for the planet.